Wow, so I have a lot of uh, sounds going outside of my window right now. Um, kids screaming at uh, 11 o'clock at night. Uh, cars racing around. You can hear that shit right now, right? Anyway, enough talk. I got the uh, legendary Jehan Satur on the show tonight. And, uh, dude, he's gonna kill it. He's gonna kill your ears. He's gonna invade your subconscious so that you can heal yourself, right? This is what it's all about. This journey right now is about healing ourselves, becoming the best that we can be, and, you know, living life to its fullest. Like, even if you're not traveling or if you're not uh, doing your your favorite job, 9 to 5 job, or whatever, dude. It's, it's, it's all about, like, finding your purpose. And we really got deep into this tonight. And, um... So, yeah. But I also want to share with you a story that I had happened to me today. So, if you guys know me, you know that I used to live in a haunted house. I heard voices. If you listen back to my first episode, my very first episode with my good friend and one of my best friends... My soulmate, one of my soulmates, uh, Alan Seabrand. Um, I lived in a haunted house. I was convinced of it, you know? And uh, so I would always drive by this house to see if anybody was outside of it. And uh, nobody would ever be outside until today. <coughs> Excuse me. Today, Cartel, I went to a dentist appointment. I got three fillings. And I decided to drive by my old house again and turns out there is a car there all the doors open the trunks open and nobody's outside and I'm like what the fuck so I parked listening to Queensryche I park my car uh, in front of the next door neighbor's house and finally I saw people come out so I went there I got out of my car and I just introduced myself and I said, look, I don't want to feel, I don't want to seem crazy or anything because I'm not crazy. Right. And this kid's there and he's like, my name's Mark. And I'm like, I'm Dave. And his sister was out there and a couple of friends because they just got back from Ottawa. Right. And, um, Anyway, I proceed to say, like, I don't want to seem crazy, but, you know, I used to live here back in, from, like, 80, 1987 until 1992 or whatever, right? And I said, I don't want to seem crazy, but have you had any paranormal encounters here? And he was like, honestly, I don't believe in any of that, but my sister has right and she was smiling and she was like ready to just greet me and you know she was happy right and she said she said dude i had a voice whisper in my ear katie right because that's her name right and i was like holy shit it was a female voice she's like yeah and i'm like wow okay and then what else and she's like there was another time where I was in the bathroom upstairs and I felt somebody stroke my lower back 
and nobody was there when I turned turned around. I'm like, holy shit. Okay, so thank you. You know, this was confirming my three paranormal experiences in that house where I heard voices, you know. So, and, you know, we had a really good discussion and I was like super thankful to uh, tell that story to them. And uh, I just, and I, I told them I had a, I have a podcast and, uh, you know, so he, he, this guy was like, yeah, I'm going to check out your podcast. I'm like, cool, you know. So anyway, moral of the story is, you know, when you retrace your steps back to what wakened you up in your life, you're going to get something good, you know, like. To me, this was a very positive experience. So I just wanted to really share that story with you guys. And, you know, uh, Mark and Katie, if you're listening, thank you. Thank you so much for affirming my, you know, craziness, so to speak, from when I was a child. That made me who I am today. You know? I love you guys, and this was an abnormally long intro, but I had to share this story with you. So, without further ado, um, Jayhan Sator is on the, in the house, and you know, you guys know what you got to do, right? Smoke a dupe, drink a beer, do what you got to do, relax, and enjoy the show. Thank you so much. Just a little quick housekeeping here. Um, I didn't want to re-record the intro, so I'm just going to correct the the names of the brother and sister that live in my old house. Uh, it's not Mark and Katie. It's Derek and Katie. And Derek and Katie, if you're listening to this, thank you for your time. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much. It was great. And sorry for getting your name wrong, Derek. Thank you. Welcome back to another episode of the Red Pill Cartel. You know who I am, but furthermore, you should know who Jehan Sitar is. He is a, you know, I kind of asked him how I should introduce him, but he does a lot of things. He's a, a life coach, a self-sabotage uh, coach, you know, like anti-self-sabotage. Am I getting this right? Let me know. Let the audience know who you are, what you do. <laughs> you know, a lot of people just call me an asshole, and sometimes that works for me too. Yeah, that happens you know. to me too sometimes. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, so I'm Jahan Sator, and I am a mindfulness teacher, a subconscious self sabotage coach, host of the Boundless Authenticity podcast, and I am also a truth teller. There you go. An honest man deserves a kind reward. <laughs> so we, I heard you on, um, actually you and I connected <clears throat> previously and then, uh, I heard, uh, you on the cosmic peach podcast. Oh yeah. Julie and, is great. Yeah. <laughs> Julie and I are friends. We're like podcasting BFFs. So That's shout awesome. out. Uh, that was a great shout episode. Out Julia. I yeah. love Julia. Yeah. She's awesome. Um, so yeah, um, I kind of have a, you know, a pretty good gist of what you do, but, uh, if you want to kind of just dish it out there and you know get a little bit more into detail about what you do yeah well you know i say this, this is this is your thing. soapbox man so <laughs> yeah i say the same thing over and over on every show every client everybody i pass on the street 
what I basically do is I help people figure out how they can best be mindful. And what that means is how can you actually live with a mind that's showing you hundreds of thousands of thoughts every single day and most of them are the same? Constant bombardment, um, yeah. Yeah, and so the majority of them are negative automatic thoughts, which are usually just about the events of the external, which means whatever's going on in the collective or whatever's going on in your immediate life, uh, it's always going to be these critical bias um, beliefs. It's going to be those kinds of things about what is going on in your life. And most people just are not at peace. So I help people figure out how their mind works, what's going on in, in their belief systems, what they believe about themselves, the world, and show them how to really just relate to themselves and everything in their environment much better by establishing deep inner peace and operating from some sense of purpose and passion. Because there's a lot of people out there who don't feel like the things that they do have any real purpose in this life. And they can't seem to light a fire under themselves to achieve anything really beyond getting up, having a cup of coffee, going to work coming back home watching some tv and then going back to sleep you know which in my mind is is what hell is yeah <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's like you keep repeating the same shit and you're not getting results so it's like what are you going to do different with your life you know starting my yeah. podcast is was a big thing for me it helped me to establish a more centered uh kind of life where i feel like i'm doing much more uh, something much more productive than just doing my daily nine to five. I hear you. And it feels great. And that's why I always tell people, I always uh, encourage them to start doing a podcast or if they're, if they're talented in other ways, like such as music or whatnot, like break out of the fear barrier and just start doing it. Like it doesn't have to be perfect. Right. But it, it will damn well make you feel like you have, a much greater purpose. Yeah, I agree with you. And I would also like to add that everybody has musical talent. Everybody can sing. Everybody can play an instrument. And each person has their own unique <clears throat> talent for some kind of thing. And if you're like me, you have a talent for everything where, you know, if you, whatever you see, whatever you touch, you can play it. Yeah. And most people are living very minimal lives where they think they aren't creative. And that's one of the ways that we actually self-sabotage. People literally have a belief, I am not creative somehow. And I get I get that a lot. Like, because I can play guitar and I like acoustic electric. I can sing, <clears throat> um, play keyboards, uh, make like compose music, you know. Uh, that's probably my next step. I, I want to start branching out and doing that stuff but at the same time like people are like how do you do it man like i pick up the guitar and i'm like i can't play it i'm like yeah well it kind of takes a little bit of practice <laughs> <laughs> you know if you want to get good at something you got to put the time and effort into honing that craft right so don't get discouraged about it. if you really want to do it don't get discouraged like look at tutorials or or you know practice your 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 fingering on on the on the fretboard like you're not gonna get it overnight you know what i'm you know what i'm saying yeah absolutely i mean when i when i give classes which is very seldom these days it's like 15 minutes a day minimum because 
you're really just training your subconscious mind and you're training your fingers to be accustomed to particular things. And your mind tends to fill in the gaps in between. But it means that if you re really want to reach like virtuoso status, you got to cut out some of the things that you do, like stop going out with your friends so much, stop watching movies at night. And then you really got to dig in and take your time. You know, it takes focus and it takes the willingness to try and be wrong a lot because it can be right. frustrating. For sure, dude. And what when I started playing, I started playing guitar when I was like 12 years old. My brother, my older brother taught me like my first chords, like the basic chords, like A, C, E minor, D, whatever, right? And then um, I just took off from there and he came at me later and he saw me how, I'm, how I was playing. He's like, you little shit, you're doing way better than I am, <laughs> right? So, but it was just me like picking up the guitar, like more than once per day and just rocking out, you know? And then the next thing I know, my muscle memory is getting better. I don't have to look down to change chords and all that. And that's just how it is. Like you're, if you want something to uh, positively affect your life, you have to be willing to put in the, the time to focus on it and not be distracted by other things. Yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of the people who can't do that, they come to me and I kind of have to keep them accountable because a lot of what happens to a lot of people is they are afraid to fail on such a deep level that right. they'll talk themselves about just about everything they'll talk themselves out of it, including breathing. Like they just, yeah. Isn't that crazy? Do it. <laughs> it's crazy, but it's, you know, it's a product of, of our that we live in. Yeah. 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 Uh, and I, I, I heard on Cosmic Beach podcast that you're a musician as well. Yeah, I am. Yeah, dude. Do you have any music available? Or yeah, you can you uh, share it. You know, what happened was interesting because I, 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 I spent I a lot of time. I know this story, but I want you to tell it again because it it's pretty cool. Oh, so you want me to tell the whole story? <laughs> I'll just give you the cliff notes. I spent a lot of time, almost my entire uh, life really minus nine years playing music and I came to realize where I just I didn't want to do it anymore because of the way that the music industry is set up every time I got to a certain level like record label uh, auditions and meeting with A&Rs and stuff like that it would ultimately come down to do you suck dick how are you going to sell your body to us? How are you yeah. going to sell your image and your entire personality and sign your entire life over to us via some contract? And I was just like, fuck this. I'm out. Right. Right. And uh, that's what actually, actually as well. Yeah. So I, what I actually did was I decided that I was just going to play music anyway. And I wanted to do something different. So I spent a lot of time playing other genres and, uh, doing devoting my talents to helping kids with like cancer and stuff like that, playing small shows and stuff, just whatever people like, just some shit they can dance to and drink their fucking beer or whatever, <laughs> do whatever it is they want to do. And sure, yeah. you know, help these kids raise some funds for like uh pediatric cancer causes and stuff like that. And uh, that's all I did really while I was kind of, um, doing sound live sound for american national acts and stuff like that i actually got to do sound for dave lombardo one of his bands i think it's called film 
and um, I did they a lot part of, like, of the beast, man. <laughs> yeah, I did a lot of like thrash metal and black metal, death metal, um, blues, um, some heavier rock acts and stuff like that. Um, tribute bands and stuff like that, street parties, and I just I just loved the concept that you could turn these knobs on a mixer and make things sound a particular way and just manipulate frequencies and stuff. I'd always loved it. And I'd always been very hands-on in the studio and stuff earlier in my recording career and stuff. So I just focused my energy on learning more about those things and helping people however I could. And um, it wasn't until the pandemic hit that I decided, okay, well, I'm not getting very many clients right now because everybody's scared shitless and trying to figure out what to do with uh, this invisible measuring tape virus. And I was like, fuck, okay. <laughs> I love it. So I, you know, I was getting all these different cancellations and stuff like that. I was like, well, shit, all this free time, what am I going to do? So I just kind of pulled out an old notebook that I had a bunch of songs in and stuff. And I said, I better do something with this. I started an Instagram page. It's at Worlds Not Gray. W-O-R-L-D-S-N-O-T-G-R-E-Y. And I just decided to make the page go on live and see who would show up. And lots and lots of people were coming on because they were bored and they were looking for something to do with their time. And I started talking to people. And I guess once you are in the helping field, um, you're always in that capacity somehow. And I realized that my entire life, I'd pretty much just been doing it anyway. And um, a lot of kids were coming on asking for advice and stuff like that. And what I'd be doing is I'd just be tinkering with pieces of music and stuff. And they would talk to me about their problems. And through them talking about their problems, I realized, well, I just really don't have anything dysfunctional going on in my life that I can write about. So I'm going to write about these kids' lives. And, and so my project world's not gray was kind of born out of uh, necessity really. And it was based on other people's experiences. So it's all about other people's lives. And even to this day, I still write things uh, along that vein. Um, I just released a three song EP, which is actually a second installment of a three part series. It's called precious resentment part two. And what I did this time is I took some experiences that were shared, things that I could relate to that happened in other people's lives and kind of tied in concepts about, you know, the fucking Illuminati and those kinds of things and um, just made those into things just to pass the time a little bit, I guess, and continue to purge my brain of the horror stories that I'm subjected subjected to on a daily basis from people, right. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a, it's a good way to have a release when people are telling you all of this dark stuff that happened to them, you know? Oh, for so sure. It, dude. It, it becomes an outlet for me to kind of get rid of that in a yeah. way and, and take something that's, that's a dark experience for somebody and turn it back into something else that somebody can use in a, a healthy way, you know? That's fantastic, man. I mean, even with my podcast, it's like, you know, when you go through an awakening process, you know, the whole spiritual awakening thing, it's like, you, you got to think like, okay, so what do I do with this now? Right? Like, I'm just, I'm just holding in all this knowledge and, and, you know, quote unquote truth. What do I do with it? And I, I felt so burdened during the whole 
lockdown thing that I was just like, fuck it. I'm going to start a podcast because my buddy, well, he's my buddy now, but I reached out to him because he was asking if I had any paranormal stories. And I said, yeah, dude, I got a lot. And then I, he, he's, he was like, do you want to be a guest on my show? I'm like, sure. Why not? And for a long time, I was so scared of just speaking out my experiences and stuff. And so I got on his show and then I was like, wow, you know what? I, I think I can do this, you know? And so that was just like a calling I, and I answered it, you know, and I started doing this podcast and it's, it's been working out pretty well. It's been growing a lot uh, exponentially. And uh, yeah, I just feel like it's giving, it's given me such a, a, a higher calling and, and purpose in my life where I can actually go to work my regular day job and be like super happy because I know that I'm going to come home and I have this creation that I made and I can keep working on it, you know? Yeah. I hear you on that. And I think everybody, if you know something, share it. Um, It's podcasting. Isn't so much about opinions. It's about opening a new forum for old ideas to be rehashed over and over again with new and different perspectives so that we can all figure out, well, you know, the government's trying to kill us. Yeah. (laughs) Isn't that obvious, but a lot of people don't know that yet. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, I do believe though, that everything that we're experiencing is as a result of the collective consciousness. We are literally seeing what is in the collective consciousness. It's all bubbling up all at once at this particular time. So that, we can do something about it. And, and that's where the people who have big mouths like you and I and Julia <laughs> could kick in and, you know, we can warn people that things are happening and, and try to impact and influence change in a positive way by spreading these ideas. Because yep. the only way we're going to get past any of this and get to a better state of being in the world is by having open conversations, honest conversations about what's actually happening. And, you know, a lot of flat earthers are going to get pissed off at me about this. But, (laughs) you know, it doesn't even matter whether the earth is flat or round. We're getting fucked on some kind of a planet in some kind of a shape. In some kind of a dimension or realm. Exactly. It's happening in real time and it fucking hurts. You only get one booty hole and you got to preserve it, man. So you got to preserve that chocolate cherry. Absolutely. So you got to like put down all of the distractions and stuff and really talk about the, the issues that are affecting people on a deep level. Yeah. And stop arguing about trivial things like whether it's flat or round or whatever the case is like. It doesn't matter. We're getting screwed. People are starving. People are dying. Uh, a bomb hit someplace. I forget where it is and killed 40,000 people over the weekend. I mean, that's too much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's too much. So Yeah, and it's all for fucking greed and shit by these politicians, man. Yeah. Like, it's like every war... I heard my buddy Ron say this on his podcast today. Shout out to Ron from With the Planet. Um, He was saying, like, every war has a good side and an evil side, right? And that's the, the eternal war that we are fighting is good versus evil. And what yeah. side do you want to be on, good or evil? I prefer to go to the good side. Absolutely. That's it's me. always, that's what I was going to say before. It's always been a darkness versus the light type deal. And 
you have to get really honest about the things that are happening on a deep level that impact people on a personal level in their day-to-day lives and kind of forget about the other stuff that seems like it's big and seems like it's important because as long as we're squabbling about that we're not looking at the problem at hand and we need to laser focus on the problems that we're having and find solutions for people because people are struggling man that's a whole thing that's why i do what i do because i'd much rather just sit around playing my guitar all fucking day long and you know you know scratch my balls every once in a while and be a, <laughs> you know be a happy guy but people Rub one out <laughs> yeah you know people are people are having a tough time and and they don't want to speak as- up about it either. That's the problem. Like we need to engage people more, I think, in, the, in our personal lives. Like we need to engage people and just say like, look, like there's bigger fish to fry than what's happening right now. Like your life is precious and you have to, you know, you, you have to discuss with other people things that are going on because their lives are precious as well. You know? So we have to let them know that, you know, our, our daily problems are pretty fucking insignificant if you have a wider perspective on what's going on in the world, you know? And yeah, absolutely. That, that will wake you up to the fact that, you know, you know, there's starving children in Africa. There's bombs going off everywhere. And who's fucking doing all this shit? It's not well, God. God we is, are. God <laughs> we is, are. Or, yeah. It's yeah, us. we are doing it. You know, they yeah. can pull the trigger and they can plant the bombs, but we are doing it because we're allowing it. Exactly. So my thought is to other people is, what do you think you can do to help that process and to try to unite other people under the morality of God, you know, the, the or the natural law, right? Right. Because people, people ask me all the time, like, how can you believe in God when all this is, this, is, this is happening? I'm like, because I know God is good, right? Therefore, I can see the evil in other people and what they're doing to us. And we need to do something about it instead of working for a corporation that doesn't give fucking two shits about you. What can you do to play your part, right? Yeah. It's tough, man, because this system drags you down so much. And if you can't yeah. rise above it, then you're just as dead as the evil people, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, conspiracy theorists, when they get on their high horses and start arguing about how certain things should be this way or that way, that's all helping the cause. It's not. Um, it is. Yeah. It's not really solution focused. And they love it when people who know the truth about something then begin to argue and uh, it takes them off topic. It takes them away from positive actions. And we got to get on the task immediately or sooner. Yeah. <laughs> you know? uh, since I started doing what I do, I, I have people at work coming at me and asking me all these questions. And I'm, it's just, uh, it, it blows my mind. It's like, Dude, I don't have all the answers. All I can tell you is that you need to be doing something with your life that's better than what you're doing now. And you got to try and do what you can do, like either pray to God or meditate and figure it out, man. Like cut out all the distractions and 
find that passionate side of you, you know, and focus on it because that's yeah. the only way like, okay, there's a metal song from the band Gojira. Right. And uh, in the chorus, it says, uh, you know, the, the, the good old quote, when you change yourself, you change the world. Right. Right. And that's so true, man, because you're not going to influence anybody into doing good if you're not doing that good yourself. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, man. I get that a lot. People are like, how are you at such peace and you seem so grounded all the time? And yeah, like, no, I'm like, don't get me wrong. I'll cut a bitch. It's just context. You got to know when yeah. to when to reach out and, and touch somebody and, you know, pick them up off the floor. And you also got to know when to cut somebody's fucking head off. Absolutely. Yeah. That, you know? Absolutely. And and I have my my, my bad days when, you know, uh, I'll get I'll have like a, a chemically chemical imbalance where it's like I get depressed and I'm not shining my light is great. Right. But I know I'm going to get through that storm. And I come out on the other side even better than I'm that I'm feeling right now, right? So you got to kind of train your mind to be like, okay, I'm going through a rough patch, but I'm gonna keep up there. You know, I'm gonna keep my head above the water and keep fucking going, and then I'm gonna be greater, and then I'm gonna be able to do greater things. You know, so you gotta train your mind to be able to to like be as positive as possible and just be that superhero that everybody looks up to, you know? Yeah, people need to remember three things. If conformity is required on any level, we are not free. Second thing is every attitude, decision, and choice of behavior made today will have a consequence tomorrow, so choose wisely. And the third thing is that while iron sharpens iron, it is learning to appreciate and capitalize on our differences that make us better. That's beautiful, dude. Is that like... um? kind of like your uh staple thing to say to people well i say all everything that i say on podcasts i say to everybody all day long <laughs> yeah so. me too me too yeah <clears throat> and yeah, that's gets- dude that's shining that's shining the light in the darkness man that's what we gotta do right yeah i mean my definition of evil is anything that isn't love and that's where everything's going wrong because they love it when we can start bickering and uh, persecuting each other and uh, feeling like victims and stuff like that. They get a rise off of that. For sure. And um, they get a, they get a, a, a high from the devil, right? Yeah. I don't really preach a utopian world because I don't think that that's possible. I think that human nature requires us to have a certain amount of suffering and a certain amount of victory over suffering. And we can not achieve any kind of learning without some harsh moments at the very least. So I don't think that there will ever really truly be a utopian world, but we can have a better world because if you really think back to, let's say the nineties or something like that, things were really good. There were chaotic events and stuff worldwide but people were not as monumentally fucked up mentally, physically, as they are now. They weren't poisoned to death like they are now. There's they a lot of morally factors and, to that, though. Huh? There's a lot of factors to that. 
Yeah, and what I'm saying is that they weren't as morally and spiritually bankrupt as they are. No, it's kind of gravitated towards this. Uh, how do I want to say that? A disempowering of the collective consciousness. Uh-huh. It's been fed into this massive fucking evil grinder and it's just shredded everything to pieces and we kind of allowed it to get this way because we got complacent we started liking you know liking our devices and, and you know our poisons yes. too much and yep. they've allowed us to um well sorry we've allowed ourselves to essentially become fat and lazy yeah. and yep. useless and these people refer to us as useless eaters, useless eaters, the vulgar yeah. and the profane. And you know you they're shall not far eat off. Bugs and be happy. <laughs> you shall eat the bugs. Well, you know they're Stop. not. They're not far off from that because we've allowed ourselves to reach that point. Right. And it's ridiculous to sit around and point fingers at other people when we really just need to like put away the fingers and give a helping hand and. Um, you know, I'll drop the hippie shit in a second, but we really need to just focus on what we can do to raise the level of consciousness to a point where the, these crazy things that we're seeing lessen and eventually most of them will, will dissipate and disappear because we no longer have the need for those things. Th- those things will no longer be a platform for universal growth. You get what I'm saying? Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And that's the thing too, too, dude. Like I found myself, like when I look back on my life, like, um, let me ask you a question. What's your age? 35 in August, man. 35 years young. Okay. So I turned 43 last month, actually. Okay. Um, and it's like, <clears throat> I watched myself looking back on my life. Uh, there was no internet, you know, mm-hmm. there were no cell phones. Car phones were rare, right? You had those big yep. ass phones that were, you know, you got you can like punch each button with your fist, right? And it's like that. I think the dawning of the internet and then like the the regulation of the internet was uh, key to how fucked up we are as a society right now, <clears throat> because there's a lot of you know there's so much shit at our fingertips you know, porn especially, right? That people would probably just rather sit at home and jerk off for like eight hours a day uh, where they where they could be doing something else, you know, something greater. And not only the, the porn thing, but like media. We've been like, I remember just like collecting CDs. I'll buy a CD uh, once a week or, or once a month, right? And then the next thing you know, or watch movies and buy movies and watch movies and this and that. And then it's like, next thing you know, we're so inundated with media that it's so hard to watch anything or listen to anything because there's so much out there at your fingertips. And like people ask me all the time, well, did you watch this? Did you watch that? Did you watch this? Did you watch that? And I'm saying no to everything because I'm just like, no, dude, I'm fucking turning it all off. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's well, it's you know, hard because I used to I used to fucking be like a like a movie junkie. Like I still I still love movies and stuff, but I, I like I told you before, I don't uh, I don't indulge in it too much anymore because I'm so busy with this and work and whatnot. Um, but yeah, we just really have to 
find ourselves. And yeah, I hear you. Yeah, man, it, it's 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 hard to like say everything I want to say right now, but I think you hear me, right? Well, you know, rather than launch into my usual spiel about self-destructive programming, let me say this. If you want to win a war, you can't do it by consuming poison. You can't do it by willingly getting shot. You can't do it by putting yourself in the line of fire. And so if you're watching TV, you're polluting your body with chemicals. You are doing everything you can to use your body as a trash can. Right. You're doing everything you can do to distance yourself from other people because you don't want to communicate. You're going to find yourself in a lot of trouble. And that's exactly how we've gotten here. If you listen to what you were saying before about the internet, the world wide web, well, what does a web do? A web catches insects. Right. That's also a triple six. Uh, yeah, exactly. And it kind yeah. of throws us into these traps and it's inherent in the name. Everything is inherent in the name of all these things that they hand to us and they tell us it's fun and good for us. Every single thing that is bad for us is packaged up as being fun. If you look at porn and alcohol and coffee and sugary foods and stuff like that, all of these things are terrible for us, terrible for cognitive function. TV is bad for us. Uh, a lot of the music is bad for us, but it's all sold to us using things that seem fun. And that's why, you know, sex sells. So sugar-coated evil pretty much and so you know the self-destructive programming that we have the things that we do to ourselves on a daily basis that we don't know where it comes from well that's all because the subconscious mind is essentially the target because these people who hurt us like sheep on the human farm they know psychology better than anybody else they aren't creative on their own and they need us to carry out their agendas for them. So it goes back to what I'm saying about we allow all this stuff to happen. Yes. They tell us what to do. They literally program us with what actions to carry out using TV and music. And then they keep you dumb by drinking too much coffee, which significantly lowers your brain activity to nothing within 10 minutes of drinking it. It keeps you in stress because this limbic system gets activated and even if you don't feel like punching somebody in the face your limbic system is still activated which then goes on to activate your subconscious mind so then all the programs that you pick up from the tv and the music begin to play out because you're under stress so 95 percent of your day you're self-sabotaging and you can't find your peace and you can't find your purpose you can't feel comfortable inside your body and you get depression, you get anxiety, you get all these things because um, all of these chemicals stimulate the hormones of depression and anxiety. It's actually never been found anywhere to be true that it's a chemical imbalance, depression or anything like that. It's always as a result of something that you have not yet figured out how to work through. And then it's the chemicals like caffeine and alcohol and those things that are literally screwing up your brain chemistry and then you know they want to give you more things which actually create this problem 
And when you begin to think a particular way, it hardwires into your brain more and more of that. And your brain begins to look for that. And so we usually get high on our own supply of bullshit because the body has these opiate receptors that deploy every single time you experience pain of some kind. So if you have a negative thought, for example, and it becomes something that you are having trouble uh, dealing with, you can't stop thinking about it. It continues to loop over in the same pattern. And what is it doing? It's causing your body to secrete these chemicals that are associated with rejection, depression, stress, anger, fear, anxiety. And you literally, your body literally gets high off that. And your subconscious mind is like, oh, what the hell? And it begins to play out more and more destructive things that are just waiting under the surface to kind of be revealed and for you to do and, and uh, think and behave. And every subconscious program comes with it, these different thoughts and attitudes and behaviors. So we are monumentally fucked, if I haven't said that enough times, <laughs> when it comes to this yeah. all-out war because it's a war against consciousness. <clears throat> yeah. For sure. And the only way to win this war is to guard your consciousness like a woman guards her vagina. Because I would like to think that my ladies out there are not letting every dude just slip on in there. So the same way you wouldn't let every dude in your twat, don't let everything get into your mind. <laughs> and how do you do that? Well, you turn off the TV, you turn off the music, you stop drinking alcohol because that allows... Uh, for want of a better term, entities to get in you, to hijack your soul, hijack your consciousness. The caffeine screws you up men mentally and physically and spiritually because it shuts off your ability to do uh, complex tasks when you really need to. Because then you, yeah. you just kind of need another cup of coffee. <laughs> you can't right. really. Oh, you know, so. Yeah. So tell the audience, uh, I like to call them the cartel. Uh, what you think about coffee because you were talking on Cosmic Peach about um, <clears throat> how there's like a fungus or something or a bacteria on the, coffee on the, a, on the bean? Coffee is a pesticide. Pesticides, yes, pesticides. Yeah, the, the, the coffee berry of itself secretes a pesticide. It's to kill. so pushed, man. Coffee, coffee, coffee. Yeah, well, you, you know, know let, let's let's just give a quick history lesson. So back in the day when they were colonizing, they tried to do it the nice way. What they would do is they'd rock up on the shore and be like, yo, homies, we just came to your shore. We thought you'd be really interesting. We love you. Let's give you some gifts. Here's this is one coffee. This is Here's one some alcohol. You're going to love it. And so what yeah. would happen is that the people would get hooked on the alcohol and they keep coming back and be like, oh, this alcohol shit you gave us is great. We love you. Thanks so much. And the colonizers are, you know, they're narcissists. So they're going to manipulate you and pretend to be nice to get what they want. And then when the tribes or whoever, the settlers would say, hey, you guys don't look like you're handling life pr pretty well. Maybe you should let us uh, help you with some of this stuff. And the guys, you know, since this is their first time getting drunk all the time, They'd be totally off their tits with the alcohol and <laughs> they'd be like, all right, sure. Just give us a little bit more of that alcohol. You can help us do whatever you want. And so they would weasel their way in that way. And it, then what would they need the coffee for? Well, they're too fucked off their assholes to get up and do anything on a daily basis. So now they need the coffee to wake up. So the cabal or whoever you want to call them, 
show up on these people's shores and give them all of the ingredients to suppress their consciousness and dumb them down and make them stupid so that they can't do anything. And then they step in and they say, don't worry, we love you. We got your back. We'll just do things for you until you get back on your feet. And that's how they end up running the show. And systematically, that's how they've controlled the entire world over an extended period of time. And these people are really great at the long game. If you look at what's happening now, it's a constant, like David Icke says, the totalitarian tiptoe. It's one thing yep. gets taken over after the next until we will have nothing left of our own. We won't even own our bodies very shortly. Yeah. So they'll turn us into products. So when I talk about coffee and stuff like that, Cattle. there's, yeah, when I talk about coffee, it's not just coffee. It's anything that has caffeine in it. Okay, so it's not like I'm just a hater of coffee or whatever. Coffee is fucking delicious, and that's the problem. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. That, that's how diet, they get you. Diet soda. You got soda with sugar. You got diet soda with aspartame. Everything, man. Almost like almost everything is infiltrated in our food. Yeah, absolutely. And what is aspartame? It's a deadly neurotoxin. Yeah, which probably fucking gave my mom Alzheimer's. Probably, man. I mean, you sorry know? to hear that, but that's probably it. Like it's and it's another one of these things that's hidden in a lot of stuff. So when you put the fucking what do you call it, equate in your coffee or your tea or uh, in your pastries, cakes, whatever you use it for, you're silently fucking yourself because that's there's a lot of aspartame and other hidden chemicals in that as well. So it's not just caffeine. It's just uh, that something like coffee is so widespread. It's like, that... what do we do? Like, sorry to cut you off, but let's, it's like, what do we do? Like, you've seen The Matrix, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so when they're unplugged from The Matrix and they're in that state and they're in, they're on the, the ship, the Nebuchadnezzar, which is biblical, um, all they eat is, quote-unquote, tasty wheat, right it's like what do we do do we just eat like fucking air you know well you know long before these things existed we actually ate food and you know we ate uh the best quality food we went out we hunted for the meat we needed and we hunted for hunter any any uh anything that we could find basically because you know food was scarce back in the day We've got an abundance of stuff, and even in an abundance of healthy food, it's difficult to find the courage to eat clean. You know, like yeah. if you're a if you're a health nut, maybe you've gone a little bit too far. You have to have some enjoyment in your life, and you know, there is something for everything that you every craving that you have. I have to, I like to tell people, listen, if you want to eat your meat, go ahead and eat your meat. Well, you have to realize that nowhere on your body is shaped like a cow or a chicken. It's called a cock, but it's not. It doesn't look like one, you know? So <laughs> you kind of have to get back to that way of thinking and realize that nature has provided for us everything that there is. And when you understand nutrient uptake, then that kind of takes the, the pressure off because nobody's right or wrong for being a vegan. Nobody's right or wrong for eating meat. I wouldn't suggest being a carnivore because that kind of sounds like it'd jam up your fucking intestines like crazy. Yeah, you yeah. You wouldn't really have a great time shitting after a few years yeah, there. No. 
So, my, you know, my system does not really agree too well with like, uh, you know, like roast beef or steak or uh, what do you call it? pork chops, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like, it's it just like fucks me up, you know? Yeah, everybody's different. And so everybody needs to understand nutrient uptake and, and kind of learn what their body needs. But we need to go back to the way that we ate before. Remember when I was growing up, there were just vegetarians and there were people who just kind of ate vegetables and meat at the same time. And somehow it's become so taboo to just eat a healthy diet, you know, where like 75% of your plates, vegetable matter. And the other 25 is some kind of a meat or something, some other external protein source. That's not plant-based. Yeah. And, um, that's another way of confusing people with propaganda and getting them to be confused. So, they just give in, they just shut down, and they just eat whatever's there, you know? Eat some fucking Hot Pockets or some shit and, you know, and slowly die. <laughs> yeah, um, when I was growing up, it was like fucking, you know, peas from a can. And then like a pork chop on the side. Or like a pork chop and peas from a can on the side. Or, or corn from a can. You know, it's like, there's so much shit, you know? That's just... Yeah we've come so far into poisoning ourselves with this fucking so-called food that we're eating. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's, it's gross, man. But I think, I think a lot of it has comes down to uh, life being a balancing act. You know what I'm saying? So like, I, I like to talk about the chakras a lot. Like you got to balance your chakras, right? Like, the food that you eat, uh, how much you have sex or rub one out or how much you create, right? And the creation factor, <clears throat> excuse me, to me is uh, vital because if you're not creating something, then what are you doing? You know, you're just consuming, right? You're either a consumer or you're a creator. And I work uh for a corporate grocery store let's say and i see people just buying all this shit that they don't need there's so many people that come in and it gets so busy and i'm like why are you people here you know they're here because we told them to go yeah (laughs) just buying and consuming and like you're buying like the most unbelievable things that I wouldn't even fathom buying if, even if I had the money, you know? Yeah. I just see consumption, consumption, like the eternal consumption engine, which is a a Primus song. I don't know if you know the band. (laughs) Yeah. Primus is. Yeah. From the green, (laughs) green Nagahide album, uh, eternal consumption engine. That's what it is. It's like, People just consume, consume, consume. And you know what the funny thing about that is? Is that people will listen to Primus and listen to Tool and listen to all of these other acts that tell you straight up what's going on out there and they'll just nod their heads to it and continue yep. to consume. They Absolutely. won't put any thought whatsoever to the lyrics. They're just hypnotized by what they hear. And and then, and then people want to come out and say that like, oh, this band is satanic. And it's like, no, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are you doing? Like, they're doing something, right? 
they're putting out the truth with their art. But what are you doing? You're just sitting back there and saying, oh, it's satanic. You know? Yeah, well, I wouldn't go the satanic route. What I would say is that they're not your friends for sure. Because if you look at Tool, you look at the video for Schism, what are they showing you? They're showing you the Hydra Vulgaris and they're showing you Morgellons in that video. Mm-hmm. And a lot of what these people do is they just kind of disclose information, but they're not your friends. They're not here to be your friends. They're probably playing the game just like everybody else it's kind of like how everybody sucks joe rogan's titties and joe rogan is one of them there's pictures of him outright flashing the one-eye symbolism and and showing his allegiance to uh the cabal and stuff like that and people think that he's this great guy and he's coming to save them with all this great information and all these guests on his podcast it's about the money he gets a million dollars for that you get what i'm saying and here so, we are struggling with our little fucking podcasts. Yeah. Well, I couldn't care less about the fucking money. I just say it because I got Same a big here. mouth and I want yeah, people to, to do better with their lives. <laughs> you know, you, you commented on one of my posts uh, the other day and you're like, it's not about the money. None of us are in it for the money. And it, it's you are, you stated a fact right there, man. Yeah. You know, it's not no. about the money. It's about me speaking my mind and without fear, you know getting it out there yeah i want people to understand that you know we have programs in our brains that are keeping us stuck and these programs are coming up so that we can learn to review these things and um we can learn to consciously be aware of how we self-sabotage and most of us just react to things rather than uh respond to things and not to get too far into the personal development type shit that you know fake ass self-help shit that's out there <laughs> that's the one thing that they talk about that's true oh he's another cia fucking fake too like he yeah, just nlps sure. the shit out of people to do his bidding and, and you know nobody actually changes you just go to his stuff and jump around and clap their hands and you know pit, pit bulls on fucking stage giving you a <coughs> geography lesson because all of his yeah. songs are just like the 305 it's all he's saying is area codes all the fucking time but this, people... this goes back this goes back to what you were saying before about like being a musician like you get to a certain level and then you realize that they just want to compromise you yeah as soon as you get to a certain level they buy you and then that's it um you sold your soul man that's yeah. it and it's you know, not a blood contract like it, the whole blood contract thing is an embellishment of uh sacrificing your integrity right yeah, it's it's so it's so complex and so wrong on so many levels. I'm trying to remember where I was though. Oh yeah, I was saying well most of us just kind of react to things. And if you look at the word react, it means to act in a way that you have before. React. And, uh, yeah. yeah, and so yeah, a lot of people say to me that's not true. I have reactions and I never acted like that before and I, and I just kind of say, "Yeah, you did because your subconscious is responsible for playing a program that then responds to whatever you perceive is happening. And so that's why you react the way that you do. Consciousness observes everything that it witnesses and it will reproduce that at all costs, regardless of whether you like it or not. Exactly. I like to say there's nothing new under the sun. That's a biblical, biblical quote. And uh, what that means is there's nothing new under the sun and the sun is consciousness and every like when it comes to the collective consciousness there's nothing new yeah right 
So when you react, when you react, you're reacting to something, you know, you're, you're acting again to something that's already been done. You know, there's yeah. nothing here, right? It's all been done before. And, um, you know, the subconscious mind, it has so many different levels to it. Um, trying to remember this thing that I was saying to somebody because it was so um, spot on that I figured it would probably be a good thing to say on podcast, but I, I've pretty much about forgotten that now. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it, it was it was really um, taking yeah, it's really taking a an extremely technical issue and breaking it down. I have no idea where it came from. It's one of those things that it felt like it was divinely transmitted, but it was about the subconscious mind. And one of the things that I do try to get to on every podcast is about what's actually happening when the subconscious mind is uh, firing off these programs or when it's being programmed. And um, most people never, ever really put any thought to how they're being impacted by just about everything that goes on in their environment most people think that they can consciously watch a movie and it's not going to bother them because they've been meditating for however long and you know they now they know everything basically but that's just not it i wish it was that easy i wish that you could just uh become your own guru and then all of a sudden you're not um under attack just like everybody else is we're all under attack no matter who you are what your level of consciousness is we're all being attacked by the same tricks and i mean haven't you noticed that it's the same stuff over and over all the time so when people are getting uh programmed what happens i have, for I have noticed that by the way but keep going yeah. What happens for people when they uh, are being is that we have these receptors in our body for every single cell. So it's pretty much from the time you were born until whatever age you're at, you are receiving a certain set of programming. And that information, these programs get stored in your cells. And so what happens is that these uh, receptors, they are expecting a certain type of information and a certain amount of information and information that fits certain contexts to be communicated to the cells. And, um, you know, when you're eating bad food and you're taking in alcohol and all these other things that agitate your cells, then that's all nutritional and hormonal information. So these um, cell receptors, they're receiving and they're allowing for chemicals and any other kind of information that they can get to dock to the cells, which is pretty much why the cells function a particular way. And so whenever you are experiencing shitty emotions, well, guess what? That's hardwiring into the cells. If you're experiencing joyful emotions, then that's also hardwiring into your cells. Sure. And, uh, you know, these receptors, they pretty much store certain behaviors. And, um, you know, the, the example I, I love to give is about depression. 
if you grew up in a family and let's say one of them had depression or something like that, or they were always, you know, fearful and anxious, something's going to happen, extremely paranoid or something like that, then just by being in that environment, there's a pretty good chance that you have these receptors that are designed to cause some depressive response or you're going to end up with anxiety at some point in your life or you're going to end right, up with right. paranoia or something. And uh, even if you think you're getting away scot-free, if you go through your life for too long without that situation being activated inside the cell of itself, then you're going to eventually have a situation show up for you where you don't even know why you feel unwell, why you feel like you're depressed all the time, or you start to feel anxious or, you know, paranoid. Just out of the blue, like out of the blue, yeah. Yeah. And so that's because your cells have been literally trained to respond to pre-programmed instructions. So why I'm saying that is because we know the tricks of the cabal, if you will, the powers that shouldn't be. And we know that we have something that's everywhere in our, in our lives. Screens. And screens essentially are the absolute fucking enemy because whenever you watch a screen within 90 seconds, you begin to experience this phenomenon where your prefrontal cortex, which is the home of consciousness shuts off and it literally just takes in every single thing that you witness. It doesn't matter if you agree or disagree with it. You can be violently disagreeing with something and still be taking it in and it will go in oh, there. Yeah. and all of the, where does this information go? Well, it's stored in the receptors and it's just waiting for something in your environment to show up. And when you go into stress mode, when the limbic system is activated for some reason, because 95% of your thinking is subconscious, what do you think is going to happen? All of a sudden you're putting on a mask and you're sanitizing and you're dragging your ass on the floor like a dog and clucking like a chicken because these programs have been implanted into your consciousness and you literally cannot bypass them until you notice that they're happening. But the problem with subconscious programs is that we don't see ourselves the way that other people see us. So we don't notice that we do these things at first. It takes a real strong person and somebody who is really well practiced at noticing what's coming up for them to self-correct and self-regulate it. And that's the problem. Human beings are self-governing. They are able to self-regulate and they can self-correct at any time. It's just that most people are not willing to do so. Dude, I couldn't agree with you anymore. Like that's fucking, that's so amazing. It's what you say is so profound to me because I agree with everything, you know, but like, I, I just hope uh, whoever's listening to this uh, latches onto that because we have so much power within ourselves and the government or, you know, how you say the powers that should not be, uh, they are constantly bombarding us by saying that, you know, we're the government, we control you and therefore do what we say, right? 
And that goes to show with the whole mask thing, the whole COVID thing, and now the whole monkeypox thing. There's a lot more cases of that shit going around. And I just want to get the message out there, like, don't fall for this shit, dude. Like, it's yeah. all bullshit. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's monkeypox or donkeycocks. I mean, it dude, is the same you know, thing over and over again. You notice how, like, now, now it's like a regeneration of, like, the AIDS thing where, like, they're saying, oh, monkeypox is... Uh, being spread through anal sex or like gay sex or whatever. It's like, it's AIDS all over again, you know? <laughs> it's, it's stupidity all over again. It's hijacking of uh, mass consciousness all over again. And oh, it's the disgusting. same tricks. And, you know, it, we can't, it's, it's great to sit around and call people stupid and stuff like that. But then again, we're I all just subject that, to the honestly. same tricks and i don't i don't like to call people sheep i don't like to call people stupid i just like to say that they are simply miss uh uninformed uh they're not educating themselves uh they're being duped and that's okay because i was duped as well growing up you know yeah and uh, you know while we're on this topic let me piggyback for a second and say that sure you, know, when you call people stupid and you call them sheep well you better have a good reason for doing that because you have to realize that these people are in suffering they're the ones that are going to experience the most suffering on this planet they might be uh pro mask and pro abortion and pro everything that's bad and everything that's destroying us but they actually don't know what they want they're being dictated to by somebody else. They're living everybody else's uh, opinions and everybody else's concept of how their life should be, except for what they actually want. They're literally programmed. And these are the people who are going to suffer the most. And they're actually going to need our help. They don't need any yeah. further persecution. So it's ridiculous to constantly be like, yo, these people are stupid. Yeah, no, they, they are, but... We but, all are. <laughs> yeah, we all are, dude. Like we're all we all fall for the fucking same bullshit that everybody else is falling for, right? Like, well, I'm not saying that you and I are falling for it any longer, but there there comes a point where you know you have to realize that you were once a sheep too. So why are you hating on them, dude? You know? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't say this to, to make myself sound good or anything like that, but I'm a pretty hard guy to get one over on these days and it's because i've been doing this for nine years of my life and um pretty much from the time i was a teenager i was aware of the government's trying to kill us and i grew right. up in a household where cnn was always on and it always felt like an attack on my psyche directly like daggers to my eyeballs and my ears and and everything oh, my entire yeah. being right so i always kind of knew it was wrong and, and looked into things like that and my parents couldn't stand it when i said you know turn off the tv it's killing you and they still don't get it when i say that to him you know same and with my dad dude i live with my dad uh he's semi-disabled you know my mom's in a nursing home but he just constantly well not so much lately but like during the covid thing and all this shit it's like constant cnn in the background I'm just like shaking my head and like i'm trying to tell him about you know how the the corporate the corporatosity of is if that's a word uh you know cnn is run by the government they're run by the the corporate elites and this and that and it's just like 
it just goes in one ear and out the other. Like you just can't grasp it, you know? Yeah. And that's how subconscious programs work. They will literally filter out any new information that's counter to what goes with that program. Right. Right. They loop back on themselves. That's why like these people that do this, they're also very skilled hypnotists. Like mm -hmm. for example, when Anderson Cooper is Manderson Cooper to you, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he looks at he looks at the screen, and you can notice that all of them kind of do it in a way. When they're saying something, except they're banking that you're looking directly at the TV, so they begin to very slowly and and within their eyes. Yeah, they begin to very and, slowly nod when yeah, they, they want to accept something because they, they put on this look like where it's like they they kind of like scowl a little bit and exactly just look you were right exactly. in the eye and say no yeah you know uh Saddam exactly. madman even though he's fucking giving back to his people exactly and so like neurolinguistic programming comes in so many different forms first they can get you on an emotional level get your emotions engaged by slowing down and looking very somber and telling you this thing and then they very covertly nod their head because they understand how mirror neurons work you will begin to identify with them on a certain level you know they might shrug their their eyebrows or something because that's a very tribal response where as soon as if you're walking down the street and let's say you go into the ghetto or something there's nothing but bad dudes all over looking to jack you and you just flash your eyebrows basically what that does is that communicates to them their consciousness friend and they'll leave you alone right. if you enter a room and you do the same thing subconsciously everybody picks up on the fact that you did it and it communicates to the tribe which is everybody in that room that you're a friend so uh, you can even try that out and you will notice that it works dude I, so, i've done it before like where i walk there's a bar like right across the street from me or around the corner from me and if i, if I want to go get like a slice of pizza or something i have to walk by that bar and there's a bunch of people out there that are pretty much fucking scoundrels right because they're drunk they're you know whatever but i'll see them looking at me in the corner of my eye and i look over at them and i just give them a fucking nod i'm like what's up man you know yeah and they don't bother you yeah exactly because they you know they tribally identify with that and subconsciously they believe you're a friend now just because you've done this simple thing and so people don't understand that it's simple stuff Regular conversation can be extremely persuasive, and um, there's not a whole lot you can do about that besides just turn the damn thing off. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. And back, I, I remember what I was saying about the reaction thing. Yeah, so we have reactions that are pre programmed even on a genetic level, so there's different you know belief levels and stuff like that. You would have like the first level of belief, which is the core level, and that's just the stuff that people tend to refer to incorrectly, by the way, as childhood trauma. It's where um, we are taught certain things or we accept certain things into our subconscious mind as a child. And then they become a part of us because they're literally in our cells, right? So they become held in the, the prefrontal cortex and they just wait to right. do that thing that consciousness does where it reproduces things. So, you know, it's not daddy's fault that he dropped you on your head it's that you remember something it's in your subconscious and now you can't stop doing it because you don't know how to stop disempowering yourself right and then there's other things that happen that these things are on a genetic level where you have these 
ancestral programs that are literally in the genes waiting to fire off. And so that's typically when people start speaking about epigenetics, where the environment then begins to trigger some genetic response. And uh, on this genetic level, then you also have, I don't know if you've ever heard or any of the listeners have ever heard of Rupert Sheldrake's theory of the morphogenetic field, but it's just this large field of intelligence that's around your body and beliefs get stored in this field. So um, it's kind of this field of information tells the DNA what to do in a certain way. And like, let's say you're really fucking fat, like you are like Santa Claus fat and you want to lose weight uh, extra obese <laughs> yeah like you want to you want to lose weight and you don't deal with the thoughts and feelings and stuff that come up on your journey like you start to lose a lot of pounds and you get really skinny really quickly and you don't deal with those tough thoughts and emotions like you just sweep them under the rug well guess what's going to happen you could be eating one grape a day and then poof you're going to blow right back up like a fucking puffer fish in no time because that's information that's in your morphogenetic field. It's in your subconscious. It's in your DNA telling right. your body to do this particular thing. So the journey of mindfulness is equally important for someone who is on a, a fitness journey, basically, because of this genetic level of programming. And then you have like the history level where it's memories from your past lives or uh memory that's coming from the collective consciousness where we, let's say we we were alive in the times of atlantis or lemuria or something <laughs> like that we will play out programming in this lifetime based on things that we remember from that time so it's no wonder that the whole fucking world is trying to destroy itself again because we've done that before right and they can play the same tricks on us over and over but we can also respond to the same tricks over and over in the same ways because we are pre-programmed to do so yeah it's not only the pre-programming from the media it's also <clears throat> excuse me the pre pre-programming from our ancestral dna right yeah absolutely so, yeah so, so you're gonna you're gonna have like trauma like it, it and when i say trauma i don't want to say like post-traumatic stress disorder shit like that i'm just saying like Trauma gets passed down through your fucking genetic DNA and you have to learn how to uh, conquer that because uh, that happened for a reason. That happened for a purpose in your life that you have to overcome that trauma in your life. You don't, don't harness that trauma, get rid of it, like conquer that shit, like put your foot down on it and choke it like uh, George Floyd. Sorry. That was a bad <laughs> You know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, dude. It's like I don't have a lot of history of like I don't I'm I'm starting to realize more and more that there is more a lot of trauma in my life that not necessarily was in my life, but in my ancestral uh DNA, right? So I think this is what's happening now is that uh, people are, are unlocking their past through their DNA heritage and they are learning to conquer it. Uh, anyway, that's my own perspective. That's what I'm trying to do because I still look at my, my own dad and my, my, my aunt, my uncles, uh, you know, and I still see that they are just like still traumatized and they're, they're 
they're going about their daily life by, you know, they're not waking up because they're so involved in their trauma and they're not trying to conquer it. Yeah, it's really difficult for people to be it's, honest it's, with themselves. Yeah, but that's the, that's the subconscious, right? The subconscious is always telling you that, well, my dad did this or, or my mom did this, so I have to do it as well. Yeah, I mean, when it comes down to any kind of programming, we have what I like to call this, the self-justification index, where it's like a shitty Rolodex full of excuses that we have why we said or did or think this particular thing. And um, whenever a program's playing out, you can tell somebody, you know, Anderson Cooper's on the list of people who were on Epstein's Island, and they'll be like, that's not true. And they'll fight for Anderson Cooper because that's their God. That's who, right. that's their programmer, right? Because he feeds into their fucking trauma. Yeah, he's, he's, he's their hypnotist. He is the one who's MK altering them. So, you get this kind of Stockholm syndrome thing happening where they become loyal to their abuser. Right. And, um, they'll have all of these excuses. And, you know, if you take it, take it to a different context, a simple context, you're, you're once again, you're really fat, really unhealthy. You go to the doctor, you get a diagnosis, you got diabetes or something like that. You got some kind of non-communicable disease. Uh, and it's cause you, you know, pretty much consume poison all day long. It's all you eat, all you drink. When you try to stop doing that, your subconscious program is going to send you all the justifications as to why you do something. You'd be like, ah, oh, two donuts can't hurt. You get up at right, right. two o'clock in the morning, you eat like three peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. You go back <laughs> to sleep and you're like, yeah. man, well, doctor, I'm, I'm sticking to the diet you gave me, but I don't know what's happening. And the doctor knows you're full of shit and you know you're full of shit, but you literally can't see that because your subconscious is overriding and, your, and yet, your actions. And, yeah, and yet you want to go to a doctor to, for him to tell you. Yeah, you some know? son of a bitch in a butcher coat's telling you what to do. <laughs> Dude, I had this fucking old fucking doctor, okay? He's Irish, you know? And, like, I went to him, like, five times asking for help like i'm like i'm just like dude my digestive system is so fucked and this is before i was awake right and he he was he was like oh you're lactose intolerant so it gives me these pills and he's like and then i go back to him again he's like oh you have irritable bowel syndrome and then i'm like okay so what do i do now and he's like take these pills and i'm like okay and I go back to him again and then again and again and again. I'm like, will you just send me to a fucking specialist already? Because I don't trust you. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I don't think it's necessary, but okay. Since you, you know, cause I'm fucking bleeding out of my asshole and all this shit. Right. It's horrible. It was like my own personal hell. And then finally I got a scope and he's like, Oh, you have mild Crohn's. Right. And I'm like, okay, so what do I do now? Take these pills. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a constant cycle of like pushing fucking medication to feed yeah. pharmace pharmaceutical industry. Yeah. And there's disgusting. Like if you don't make the fucking change, then you're not going to get better. You know? Yeah. There's never any real solutions there. It's just always take this thing. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's so stupid, dude. It's never, like, you know, um, let's find out what you could be doing that's causing this problem. No, exactly. And, and you got cancer. Okay, so here, take these, take fucking radiation or chemotherapy. It's like, dude, it's just constant fucking pumping into the industry. Yeah, they're like, hey, yeah, sorry, you got some cancer going on here. Let's just light up like a fucking Christmas tree and see what yeah. happens. Let us give you radiation, which causes cancer in the first place. <laughs> to get hey, rid you'll of never have hair on your balls again, but let's try it. Yeah. Uh, you look <laughs> like a fucking penis with ears because you got no eyebrows. Yeah, absolutely. Fucking Mr. Potato Head. Seriously, man. Put my fucking fake eyebrows on, I'm good to go. Yeah. Like, it's crazy, man. Like, we're just constantly bombarded with bullshit on a daily basis. And it all goes back to the subconscious, which which is what you were talking about, right? Yep. Because nobody knows nobody knows how to like tap into the subconscious and figure out what the fucking source of every problem in their life is. Well, you know what the joke about it is, is that there's people who will literally lay in bed at night and they can't sleep, probably because they had coffee for breakfast. Or but, they have know, anxiety. I, I didn't hear that from me. But, yeah. um, you know, they're trying to sleep and their eyes are closed. What's happening when your eyes are closed? You're faced with your internal world. What's in your internal world? All of the thoughts and beliefs and feelings and information that's concerned with the subconscious mind. So what are you going to do about that? I don't know. Maybe I'll learn some proper questioning frameworks. Maybe I'll go to that Jahan guy and find out how I can question these things so they'll leave me alone. Maybe I'll do that. No, why would I do that? Because I'd have to actually feel something for 20 seconds and then, you know, it'd be easier to just take a pill, right? So, you know, that's what most people do. Yeah, so take the easy way out, dude. That's, the subconscious that's... mind is always trying to tell you what's going on and just people ignore it. For sure, dude. I had, I, I played like, I'm a, I'm a gamer, right? So, <clears throat> excuse me, but Back when I was a kid, I played Super Mario Brothers 2, right? Which wasn't actually an actual uh, Super Mario Brothers game. It was Japanese-based, but right. they, they made it, they transferred it to to the West and make it, made it look like a Super Mario game. Yeah, but anyway, throwing those fucking turnips at the bad guys, man. Yeah, dude. But at the <laughs> very end of the game, you realize Mario is just dreaming the whole thing. And you were in a land called the Subcon. Yep. <laughs> Isn't that fucking awesome? Yep. I think, what's his name? Uh, Shigeru Miyamoto, is that his name? Yep. He was trying to tell us all of these kinds of things. He's trying to tell us that with The Legend of Zelda. He's trying to tell us that with Super Mario. That we're the fucking hero. Yep. That's what it all comes down to, man. <clears throat> I don't know what your thoughts on the Freemasons are, but... I think the Freemasons are also um, trying to tell us that what Shigeru Miyamoto was trying, trying to tell us, right? From the start, like, you are the hero, and if you don't wake up to the fact that you are the hero, then you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> I think that uh, a lot, if you, if you look at, like, the freemasonic spirituality a lot of that's what's being imposed on us right now because that's the language of the cabal right and so we have a lot of people who are freemasons and they're not evil at all they actually don't have a clue what's going on like that's below their pay grade you know yeah or, so or you, the, 
their uh, degree, their current degree, right? Yeah, they have no clue what's going on. They just go to the lodge and they hang out, you know, chill with some strippers if they're lucky, have a few drinks with the boys. And then, you know, it's like a gentleman's club and they go back home, you know? They don't know what's behind door number two, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. And then there's the others who are completely... completely freaking yeah the others who are completely freaking satanic and you know we have people like uh helen blavatsky and alice bailey and um others like manly p hall and stuff who are out and out uh into this luciferian spirituality but they're they're giving you really useful information and it's up to you to use your discernment to figure out what are you going to use this information for ultimately? Is it good or right. is it bad? Well, it's exactly. what you do with it. And unfortunately, we've reached a point where there's a lot of lot more people who are using it for evil right. than the enrichment of other people's lives. Yeah, I completely agree with that because I have friends who are Freemasons. Um, and they're they're great people, you know. Yeah. And I've always told people, like, it's not really about Freemasonry as a whole. Maybe it is, though, you know? But, like, not every Freemason is an evil scumbag. Just like every every secret society, and I say this time and time again on my show, but every secret society, every religion, every culture has good people and fucking asshole evil scumbags, right? So I think, yeah. I think honestly, I think... God is ultimately the good guy and our intention is what matters. What we, how we treat people. And I think it just comes down to that. So simple is that you treat people like you want to be treated. And that sums up all the 10 commandments. Yeah. I think that we've come so far from that way of thinking and it's difficult for people to go back to that these days, I believe. And everybody's trying to be right about something and gaslight each other. Like they'll say, you know, look at all the good things that Wilhelm Reich and Rudolf Steiner came up with. But you know what people see? Conspiracy theorists, especially, oh, there are Freemasons. They're part of the occult, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And they try that, to tear yeah. down these people rather than recognize the technique that their work uh, had what they were on. Trying to do. Yeah, yeah, and so, you know, people tend to be ignorant in that way where they just ignore the good stuff and they don't take everything into consideration. But you can't win this game unless you're surveying all the information and taking in the good and the bad and making the best choices that you can with that. Dude, okay, okay, so let me tell you a little bit of a story. So I have a friend on, he came on my show a while back, and he basically like puts out videos saying like all fucking cops are Freemason scumbags and shit, right? It's like, so wait, every cop is a Freemason? What? That's when and you I'm, say, hey, so wait a minute, have you met every single cop right? on the planet? But I the the other day at work, it got so busy, and I was asked to go help out a police officer who was directing traffic because the gas was going down. And price and they wanted to come in and get gas right and i'm like okay cool so i'll help her out right so i go over there she's this ad- 
adorable fucking Asian lady, and her name was Tammy, okay? And I was like, what do you need me to do? And she's just like, I'm, I'm stressing out right now. No other fucking cop wanted to come here and do this intersection because they hate it. It's horrible. They know this intersection is terrible, but I'm the fucking idiot <laughs> that agreed to sign up and do this, right? So she's there from the same fucking amount of time that I am, 10 to 6.30, right? And so I'm like, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it, right? She's like, okay, cool. And then she's like, just stand here and like make sure that when I'm doing this, you do this and blah, 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 right? I'm like, okay, cool. And then, you know, I see this human side of a police officer where she's like, she's yelling at me through the intersection, kitty corner. She's like, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, what? I couldn't hear her. And then she she got closer and closer and closer. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. And she's like, she's like, dude, I need a fucking break. Five minutes, that's all I ask. I'm sure you'll do okay, but I need five minutes because I'm fucking whooped, right? And I said, do what you got to do. Get in the cruiser, relax. And she just looks at me. She breathes. She goes, Okay. And she went off in her cruiser and I directed traffic like she was doing, right? <clears throat> but it was like that interaction to me felt so good because I saw this like human side of a police officer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it was wild, man. And man, like I felt like hitting on her because she was like <laughs> so cute. And like her energy was amazing. And she was like doing what she had to do to try and protect that little fucking corner of the, the realm that we live in, you know? And it was amazing. I, I was just like, fuck, I want to go back to her before I get off my shift because I wasn't doing that the whole day. I had to go out and do my other stuff, but I wanted to go back and, and like ask her, I'm like, dude, are you married? You know? <laughs> she was extremely adorable, you know? And, and just like... Uh, yeah, horny bastard. <laughs> oh, well, it's not about... It's not all about that for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just giving you a shit. She's a beautiful human being, and it was great. Like, I'll never forget that, you know? Yeah, I get you. I'm just giving you shit, man. That's cool. No, but like... I was like, I gotta go get some water. Do you want? Do you want? Do you want me to get some water? She's like, No, it's okay. I got some water in the cruiser, right? I'm like, Okay, cool. <clears throat> but when I came back, it's funny because she was directing traffic, and she was like, she got her eye off of one one area, and then the guy came zooming through, and she was like, Will you not do that, please? Like, what the fuck, right? She came up to me. She's like, "Could you fucking believe that fucking idiot?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was just great to like experience that, you know, like because yeah. I, I don't get that every day, you know. Yeah, I, you know, I met some some of the most fun people I've ever met are the ones, and you know, some of the kindest, the most genuinely loving people that I've ever met are some of the ones that would be frowned on by society, crackheads to be included bikers you know, you know, criminals cops some of the best people i've ever met yeah 
like, what's this whole thing? Like, fucking defund the police? Who's going to protect you? You know? Yeah, well, I think the problem with the police not really protecting anyone is because they allow either people who are interested in actually doing the job to become cops or they allow people to kind of take the wheel and guide an organization like that in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. It's purposely allowed to just do everything except for what they say to do, protect and serve. And again, that's to be expected with a global collapse, with this bubbling up of everything that's wrong with the world so that we can fix it. And as long as we continue to give up to these ideas that somebody else is supposed to do something for us, then we're not going to get very far. It's Again, it's where can we take responsibility for that? Because these police are overworked. And they in are. a lot of they instances, really they're just, you know, <clears throat> underqualified for the things that they're doing. They don't have the right tools or the right information to do what they're doing. And they're just pissing in the wind like everybody else trying to figure this shit out. So when people make mass overgeneralizations like that, I tend to question them. I mean, and we're, we're not perfect we all do it we we all have these overgeneralizations with certain groups and stuff and for sure dude it's it's rough you know well that's what fires up like racism and everything right like you have these like contra vast contrasts of every aspect in our lives like culture religion uh, everything right and it's like you just want to like you want to you want to put people into a box, but like we're not in we're not in a box. We're not supposed to think that way, yeah. right? And that's the thing that hurts my soul the most is that people hate on people just because they're a certain color or uh, a certain culture or whatever. You know, it's like it it's just like it blows my mind how people can't just put aside their their uh i think ego has a lot to do with it right well it's it's partially the ego and and the other part of his actual conscious choice you know they don't know they don't have the information to make better choices in behavior they don't have the information to honor someone else and most people are just walking around dishonoring each other right because like i hear don't care you know they don't care to find out yeah i hear a lot of people like in my daily life like oh i hate this fucking guy or whatever right it's like okay well what can you do to transmute that darkness into light and just say like just ask yourself what are this person's redeeming qualities right yeah i mean everybody that you you know you dislike I don't use that word at all. I don't use that word at all unless it's within the context of somebody else's life. So, <laughs> um, you know, whenever dislike or hate the, that other word. So whenever somebody says oh, something like that, I, I just cringe. I'm like, no, you have no idea what you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. We all have more in common than you think. Let me tell you a story. Saturday, I went to the grocery store and I'm just, you know, it's like 20 minutes before the store shuts. The parking lot's mostly empty. I'm taking my cool time just walking in and I'm walking through a whole bunch of open parking spots and I hear a, 
a car horn aggressively beeping and I'm getting cussed at. And you are. Yeah, I'm getting cussed at. And this lady <laughs> wants to turn into the one parking spot that I'm walking oh, past God. at the moment, even though there's like three or four open ones right behind me. It would have literally taken me like one second to step out of that parking lot, but she's swearing and carrying on. So I turn around and I start walking towards the car because I was going to give her a, a a bit of my mouth, honestly, but not in a not in the way that you would think. I was about to be like, listen, what the fuck is going on in your life that you feel it necessary to be cussing people in an empty parking lot? You could park anywhere. Tell me right. what's going on with you. I like I literally demand to know. <laughs> right. Is, is there something I can help you with? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> you know? uh, and some people, you kind of have to, like, alpha male them in that way. Like, you got to jack them up, pull their socks up a little bit. And, like, what the fuck is going on with you? Reach out for some help. Yeah. Starting problems. Because what if this was, like, a gang neighborhood or something and somebody just want to chop you up? <laughs> Seriously. Like, I had another incident like that. I was walking my dog on the beach a couple of years ago. And this old guy is in the ocean. He's swearing at me because my dog stops and, and takes a shit. And so I'm looking around like I was literally close, just I literally just got Schwab? this dog. Right. What is it? Close Schwab walking around his fucking uh, white uh, bikini. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I wish uh, it was this, uh, this other. This, you know, and what I'm about to say is very sensitive. It's an older black guy. And this country's population is mostly black people most of them think a particular way and for the majority of it their thinking is very racist and very entitled yeah so they are a, the way they, they, they fucking think and nobody else is uh, right you know yeah they've been indoctrinated into this way of thinking because of the slavery mentality you know barbados was a huge hub for slavery for a long time and only recently became a republic and so the entire collective consciousness of the country is based around uh slavery and entitlement and that whole narrative that goes along with it and so anybody who isn't black is a is a problem for them especially right, right. the older generation the younger generation are a little bit more awake and a little bit more understanding but it's somewhat a gentleman in his age group like 70 years old and stuff like that that's what you're gonna get so i couldn't really be that annoyed with him except for what he did next so the dog takes a shit i just literally got this dog a few weeks ago i'm training the dog how to do certain things the dog's personality is to get embarrassed very easily and i just finally got him to be comfortable with his new home and all these kinds of things so i'm looking around because there's and up, shitting there's a, in public yeah there's a bunch of fucking garbage on the beach anyway so i'm digging around in the bush and the guy's swearing at me calling me all of these racist slurs and all this kinds of shit and um I just reach in and I find a plastic bag and I scoop up the dog shit. I turn around. I'm going to take the dog back home because I live on the beach. So it's not too far away from my own garbage can. I can dump the fucking shit in. And the guy just continues attacking me and assaulting me verbally and saying all these unkind things. And one thing he said, I won't repeat what he said because it was fairly racist, but I just spun around. I walked right back to him. I damn near walked into the water. And he probably thought I was going to jump on him and drown him. I said, listen, you old motherfucker. I cannot believe that a man of your age is this fucking immature. And your dick is this small that you <laughs> literally stand there and assault me because a dog took a shit on the beach and I cleaned it up. You want to know what personal responsibility looks like? 
And I just showed him the bag of shit. I said, you don't have the courage to do anything like this because you're just a small old man making comments about people that you don't know anything about. What yeah. if I was a crazy person that was packing a gun and I just put two bullets in your head and don't think twice about it? What would you say then? You would say you didn't do anything wrong. Conduct yourself in a better way. What Holy the fuck is going shit, on in dude. your life? Yeah, dude. How yeah. are you this dumb and this old and you don't see that anything that's going on in your life could potentially be the problem because of you and your your way of thinking and behaving? You should be ashamed of yourself. And yeah. there was some other guy that was in the the ocean and I know the guy because the guy grew up with my mom and stuff and he comes down to he's like yeah and, and he was like no he was talking to the guy and the, guy, the old man that was bad talking me was bad talking to him and I looked at the guy and I said and you sir shame on you for fucking well encouraging this bullshit you should know better mm -hmm. sitting around here gossiping about people and allowing him to test these things about people you don't have any kind of uh, integrity on you sir I just turned around and and Walked home, put the bag of shit in the uh, garbage can, and then kept walking the dog. But some of these people need to be called to account for their behavior. Yeah, they need. They definitely need need to be called out. You know, yeah. um, what's your background? Are you Indian, East Indian? Uh, you know, I actually don't even really know. I know that my family is very mixed up, and um, my grand my my mother's grandfather was a French white guy who came to the island to um, he was an engineer he came to design the highways and stuff like that so I come from a family of people who are um, of mixed descent because what happened is Mutz. he married a, a Trinidadian Indian so she was like a traditional Hindu lady mm -hmm. and um and so then obviously you have that white and that traditional Indian mixed together and you get, you know, a certain kind of uh, ethnicity that happens from that. I don't think there's a name for that. But then on my dad's side, my he's like, it was like an Italian guy <laughs> that, um, yeah, pretty much a mutt, an Italian guy <laughs> that um, he married a, a, a fair skinned African American lady. And that's when you get another combination. So then when the product of those two things mix together, you get me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What do you think? What's, what's your thoughts about like, cause I see, okay. There's this page on Instagram and I see like black gods versus white gods or something. Right. And it's like, this guy's saying that all black people are from Satan and white people are from fucking God, right? I'm like, what? Holy shit. It's so crazy, man. Like, I just wish we could all get along, you know? Yeah, I think that, again, you kind of have to understand how everybody is and what everybody believes. And then you just try to sit with them and you actually understand what their perspective is. You don't interject your own. You try yeah. to understand what they're all about and maybe they can learn something from you. Maybe you can learn something from them and you'll get along just fine. But we've come so the, far from that now. The thing is, is though, is that they, they quote scripture from the Bible and it's like, it's justifying what they do, you know? Yeah, but well, the government people use that shit to justify their shit behavior, yeah, right? Government has also done that, right? Yep. 
America being like this Christian fucking nation, supposedly, use the Bible to quote and uh, quote things about, um, you know, justifying their actions. Oh, don't we all do that, though? We all yeah, just- people use their uh, their whatever beliefs they have in a righteous way, and it's all about shaming and blaming other people. I think it's disgusting, honestly. Like I, I look at biblical scripture as well because I study the Bible quite a bit, and I'm like, to me, going back to the Ten Commandments, it's just treat people like you want to be treated. And it, it doesn't involve racism. It doesn't uh, involve culture or any secret society. It's all about treating people like you want to be treated. And like, it's so fucking simple, dude. What we yeah, you know, there's a reason why people. all of the religious texts are the same thing. It's basically right. the same information. Exactly. They're trying to tell you this is what works, you know, like you have to develop acceptance. Even if you don't agree with certain things, well, you know, don't focus on it. Just well, try to understand and help where you can. Yeah, and then we got the whole abortion thing, right? It's like, oh, you're going to be a fucking baby murderer or are you going to be uh, one that preserves life? It's like, dude, you're getting caught up in, like, semantics at this point, you know? It's, it's not about any of that. It's about loving one another. And if you want to protest because you can't, have the right to an abortion anymore because you're too busy fucking like 10 guys every two weeks or whatever or fucking 10 chicks every two weeks like maybe something has to change you know yeah (laughs) it's hard man it's a really hard topic but fuck man I don't have a lot in it because I, I just think, honestly, I simplify the abortion thing. Like, um, if you were raped by some fucking demented guy, obviously he's demented because he raped you. But yeah, I think maybe that would give you the right to abort. But you also have to think about it that you're potentially murdering a human it being. Takes- a lot of uh, courage and uh, <clears throat> and stuff like that to really go and get an abortion. I know women who've had abortions, and it was so have I, the yeah. last thing on the list that they wanted to do, and they felt horrible about it. But it was yeah. something that they had to do for very good reasons, and you, you know they didn't want to. I don't. I don't fault anybody for that. You know. Yeah. As long well, as you're critically thinking your way through the situation. Yeah, but when you're talking about these women, like you said, you know. I think there's a video that's been going around on TikTok. She's on on the way to get some dick or something like that because she knows she can get abortions. Right. Then that's that's evil. I put up I put up a post where it was like my avatar above the saying that I the the quote that I quoted myself on. It was it said uh, if your main objective is to just get fucked, then maybe you don't have a say in the situation. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, these people don't understand that they're being controlled by again the cabal. It's all the IPPF, and they want this. 
that's the reason for the sexualizing of kids. That's the reason for yep. all of this stuff. They want <clears throat> to. They want. Their, they want the desires of their own flesh. They want billions of of dollars in in revenue from people's ignorance. That's what they want. They don't care who gets hurt in the process. Well, it's like the whole meme going around about how you know June being Pride Month, and then the corporation that you work for they wash the rainbow fucking makeup off their hands in July, right? Yeah, <laughs> and people go along with that. <clears throat> yeah, <clears throat> for sure, dude. It's Just, wild, man. I just uploaded a video to my BitChute, the Boundless Authenticity podcast page on BitChute, where, where it's, it's like an 11-minute long video on color programming. And it tells you how all that stuff works, like the rainbow and the Ukraine colors and all that shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently uh, uh, God's colors are all the colors of the spectrum, right? Yeah. And this this group hijacked that, you know? It, yeah. it, wild, dude. I, I, I think when they say that they mean the color black because it's all the colors mixed together make a shade of black which is evil and they try to take the black and make it evil and, and you know the whole... white good because white is the absence of any other colors darkness <laughs> right so did you see that meme where it was like pride month and then they uh, in between Pride Month, it said demon. Yeah, I saw that. D-E-M-O-N-T-H, right? Yeah, I have to be honest with you. It, it does make sense. It, it does. It's how NLP is done. I mean, they literally told us to be six feet apart because we knew subconsciously we would associate the six feet with six feet under. And so we'd subconsciously associate being close to somebody with death. And therefore, we would keep our distance, right? That's how yeah, NLP it's works. The toroidal feel, right? Field, right? Well, yeah, that's how NLP works. They just they use things, information that we have in our subconscious against us. Using NLP being what? Neurolinguistic programming. There you go. It's a form of dark psychology. It has its benefits, but it also is mostly used against us in a dark way. For sure, dude. Yeah, dude, it's crazy, man. We're we're live we're literally living in an upside down clown world, dude. <laughs> you know, um, I could talk to you probably for like eight hours straight, but I'm gonna probably wind down here, and I want you to uh, get out to the cartel, my audience. Uh, what you want to plug away with? Plug away, sir. Yeah, I have no idea what hole I'm supposed to be plugging, but um, it <laughs> doesn't involve like uh, chocolate cherries. No, no chocolate <laughs> cherries here. So, look, if you want to find out more about how to get rid of your self sabotaging beliefs and behaviors, you can find me on my website at www.jahansator.com. That's J E H A N S A T T A U R. Or you can send me an email at jahantwsator at gmail.com. So that's J-E-H-A-N-T-W-S-A-T-T-A-U-R. And you can follow me at jahantwsator on Instagram. Same spelling. 
You can also join my Telegram group, which I only recently started. It's t.me slash the Boundless Authenticity Podcast. And you can listen to the Boundless Authenticity Podcast on anchor.fm slash Boundless Authenticity or Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Dude, I could not have spoken as, as great as you did right there. <laughs> that was awesome. You repetition, man. Yeah, yeah. That's that's muscle brain memory right there. <laughs> awesome, man. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on. I think we vibed very well. And uh, all those links will be in the show notes. And you, my friend, have a good night. All right. Well, thank you for having me on the show. I thank you. Okay. So you heard it here. Get on the Jayhan train. Peace out, brother. All right. Peace out, buddy. Why, thank you, Cartel, for once again listening to the Red Bill Cartel. Starring Nigel the Goat. Nigel, are you really the star? I don't know, Davey. You tell me. Are you the star? Uh, I guess. I don't know. I'm the host. But you're the you're the logo. You're the goat. You know. You're Nigel. Okay, so maybe uh, Nigel's ego wants to say otherwise that Nigel is the star of the show. But, uh, nah, you know what, I, I, I gave it to you, David, don't worry, don't worry, you're the, you are the, the star of the show, you know. Well, I think you're the star, too. I love you, too. I love you, Nigel. I love you. Oh, Nigel loves David, too, because you brought Nigel into the world, right? I mean, I don't know if it was actually me that brought you into the world, but... I got you on the show, right? So that amounts to something, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. I just Nigel is having this crisis right now, where I don't know who I am or where I came from. I don't know my mom. I don't know my dad. Uh, uh, it's it's very hard for me to uh, express. Uh, Nigel's feelings right now. You know, Davey? Nigel, you can pour your heart out to everybody that's listening right now. So don't worry about it, dude. Like, you can go as deep as you want, but I don't know. You want to talk about something, or what? I don't know, you know. I'm a, uh, I, I want to freely express myself, uh, but uh, I'm scared to uh, what other people will think, you know? Nigel, well, that's what this show is all about, to express, you know, your own feelings and, and thoughts and opinions uh, with other people and not to worry about what they think, you know? Oh. Oh, Davy. I think I, I think I had a, a, an epiphany of some sort or some shit like that. You know uh, the epiphany? Yeah, I know what epiphanies are. You're just experiencing that for the first time. I think, kind of. I think Nigel is. Uh, oh, I think, I think I'm, 
I think you helped me conquer some fear here. Cool. Well, if you want to talk about it on a deeper level, then, you know, invite somebody to the show and make it just you and them. How about that? Oh, you, you think Nigel's ready for that? I don't know. What do you think, Nigel? I, I, I mean, maybe, perhaps. If anybody wants to have an interview with uh, just Nigel, the goat, uh, then, you know, uh, ask me. Who wants to know what Nigel is all about? Yeah, dude. Uh, honestly, if anybody wants an interview with just Nigel, let us know, okay? Uh, reach out to Red Pill Cartel Podcast on Instagram and whatever, dude. Thank you, Davey. Uh I think uh, Nigel is going to break out of his shell very soon, you know? I hope so. Everybody should be. And uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Jehan, for coming on. I think you inspired Nigel to do a lot of work, you know? So, uh, be blessed, Cartel, and, you know, we love you at the Red Pill Cartel.